Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect while I feast. The labels picking up the check, then I leave to catch my set. The audience never forgets when I'm on stage. What's up? My boy Tony Grand's in the house. Say what's up to the people. Yo, what up? What up, people? What's cracking with y'all? What it do? So, uh, we're this is a uh, recognition and respect. Your boy Sneaky doing, uh, I guess. Episode nine of the second season. Tony Grands oh, nice. has already been here before on the uh, Recognition Respect podcast. So if you want to yes, go, we're, friend. we're old friends. Oh yeah, we are. So you want to go yes, dig around yeah. for that uh, to get yeah. the backstory. The first time we we did this little shindig, but um, we're coming together under some different circumstances right now, man. Ain't this so? Ain't this wild, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally we'd be hanging out with each other. As yeah, but we've done, as we've done multiple times, now we can't we can't go out, we can't be around each other. Yeah, no, and uh, that's kind of <laughs> starting to be the uh, the motif of this uh, show is like these are all the people I would have been hanging out with in person, yeah. but we're not, so th- we might yeah. as well just record a conversation and yeah. give the people a chance to like you know people are still working, people are still uh, you know active as far as you know art well, and the, life and all that. So we got yeah, I'm the, hoping the world to give, keeps turning. It does, man. Keeps turning. For it, better it or for worse. Going. For better or for yeah. worse, it keeps turning. Yeah. Uh, so um, now I'm just going to ask my first question. Are you working right now? Are you unemployed, laid off, furloughed? What's oh, your... Oh, no, I'm, what's I'm your, working. Okay. So I'm you're, working, you're yeah. good. You're essential, right? Yeah, I'm an essential worker. I'm actually off because they gave us two weeks to come home and uh, tend to the babies or figure out your situations. And actually, so if anybody listens to the Tony Talks A Lot podcast, I make a mention of this and I say they gave me 80 weeks. I didn't mean they gave me 80 weeks. They gave me 80 hours. <laughs> 80 <to> my, weeks? <laughs> they're like, they're like yeah, you got yeah, two years? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I listened to that shit. I said, damn, they fired me? I didn't even know. <laughs> but uh, I got, uh, they gave me 80 hours. They gave us a couple of weeks or whatever. So just came to the house, man. We tried to figure it out with the baby, hanging out with my kid, staying out the way, trying to stay safe. That's good, man. Well, at least, you know, you're still working. You still got the income. You're still able to support, provide, and all that. So, um, yeah. and uh, how it, it is took this? me a minute. It took me a minute to to appreciate that though, because uh, you know a lot of the essential workers, when everything's going down and we're all still kind of out there, we're all like, well, shit, man. We we want to go inside and be safe too. We don't want to be out here. Yeah, I so kept it seeing was, a comment. It was, a, it was more like we feel like sacrificial workers, you know, or like yeah, the, yeah. the slaughter, lands of the slaughter yeah. over here. Yeah, it took it took a while for that perspective to change, and then. You know, low key, you really see that people actually need other people to, to be able to survive. So you can kind of be one of the uh, one of the people that usurps or you can uh, jump in front of the wave and, you know, help out if you can and still make a little money and all that. I so, mean, yeah, like it's a double edged sword, right? Like you're yeah. not in the same situation other people could possibly be in where you're worried about how you're going to pay rent or how there's going to be food on the table. So at least you don't got those worries. But yeah. has your job been... Um, really receptive and and like kind of proactive as far as the safety measures are they providing ppe or is there are there yeah. are you doing the distancing are they still packing how are the lines and stuff like uh, 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 the, the job the job is what the job is and if in anybody who has a job or, or has had a job knows that you're a piece of equipment you're only as important as that moment so uh they try to look out for us as best as i guess they think they can but we're, we're adults, we're grown people, so we're doing. We're gonna take our necessary measures, you know, with with people that come in. Where nobody comes in, we don't we don't have any customers that come into our our establishment anymore. So that that helped chill us out. So you're and, working um, in the office, but it's all computer based, <laughs> online, telephone stuff. Or? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Hold on one second. Yeah, for the most part, the whole um, it's no 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 more public servant service. It's just kind of figuring it out like everybody else man and but you're wearing a mask you're rocking gloves you have your lysol yeah, sprays yeah and your wife yeah, absolutely absolutely i have all those things i'm gonna make sure i keep mine all right. whether they whether they provide it or not because sometimes they did sometimes they didn't all right so man I'm, well i'm, I'm happy a, to hear it in, in in two weeks we might actually be able to hang out in person and i feel comfortable yeah, with that. yeah yeah it's coming yeah yeah i've been i was watching the news all day today and i actually stopped watching so much of it because it inundated me and um Today I said, "Wow, that was like six or seven positive things." Are you serious, guys? Okay, okay. So you know, we'll see what happens. I think I think it is going to be a similar situation with the projection of deaths and sicknesses. They overshot, 
and they overestimated and they're like, okay, well, it wasn't that bad. I think it'll be a similar situation with this. Like, we'll be able to get out. And I mean, from the jump, that was always the theory was let's overestimate, let's blow it out of proportion because if we were wrong, well, at least we were safe as opposed to being, you know, like not taking the precautions and then realizing everybody's fucked, you know, because you could have done something else, you know? Shit, that's a that's a safety measure. Plan for the plan for the worst and hope for the best. I've been living like that since I was like four years old, and that <laughs> shit really works. That shit works. It takes it takes pressure off of your shoulders. And once you're you're done being all frantic and you realize that all the necessary work is done because you were overprepared, shit, man, you can kind of relax and then sort of reap whatever relaxing benefits there are, whatever the hell that is in this situation. I mean, I've been smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> I've been, I've been working out more. Been doing yoga. So I've been trying That's to, positive. you know, trying. I've been partying a lot too. Like the first couple. I mean, this is. I'm repeating myself at this point, you know. But the first couple of weeks, like month and a half, I was glued to my couch man i was like netflix marathons and no but that's that's a positive too for some people because i know for a fact how you move around and sometimes you won't rest you won't relax you you know unless you really really have to and you've been going and going since last year when you had to slow down so uh, the, the partying and the, and the resting and all that stuff i said those are positive aspects too for, i mean for some of us i've been trying to look at all of this in a positive light because I feel like that's the only power I really yeah. have over yeah. my reality right now is to try to look yeah. at it in the best possible light, you know? And Yeah, you have to. You have to. If there's if there's a positive to be had in, 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 in all of this, you, you owe it to yourself to grasp, at least grasp at it. You might not be able to get to it, but at least look at it to give yourself some hope. Um, amen, brother. I couldn't have said it better myself. So what have been your creative struggles? You know, like I've been hearing from people, you know, that feed off of energy, you know, who are used to, you know, DJs who are used to being out and, you know, not really feeling it or performers who, even though they're locked inside their home studios, you know, the writing is not coming, the music's not flowing, like they, they're having, you know, the anxiety and social pressures and everything is kind of thrown you know, a, a metaphorical wrench, you know, in, in the creative process for some folks. Um, so I, what, what has your process been like? Obviously, we're here to talk about the project that you just dropped. So obviously, you've been productive. But was that pre-quarantine or was that all done within this time? Because I know you, you knock out stuff pretty quick. That's always been kind of your forte. And what I know you for is to just be constantly putting out projects. So what was the What's your process been like as of now? And have you felt any kind of struggle or, you know, anxiety about being creative and all that? Well, the, the process for this, this, this uh, even though it's only three songs, it, it started off as a full album last year. So the, the idea of Antonio Granderas had been floating around. So it, it was just a matter of me kind of sliding a couple of bricks in there, you know, how, depending on how I wanted to do it. And I, I still wasn't sure until I was sure I just kind of wanted to put these few songs out just for right now because people were checking for the old music. So it had been in play. Then when I got these particular tracks, I just, I banged them out, man, banged them out, recorded them, got everything together and got, and, and pushed it. And it was kind of a relatively quick process because I didn't do a lot of promotion. I didn't even make any videos. And, and what's crazy about not making any videos and not really promoting is, dude, this has gotten the most, the most uh, streams and all of that out of all of my shit. Like, and it's only three songs. You know, I got a couple albums with like seven, eight songs where you would think that the songs would get enough play to where it would, come to that number not at all man this three song ep is just it's just jamming it, it, it uh it streamed like 200 streams last night it's over a thousand now it's not even a week old i'm like wow this is really cool that that's the motivation for the next project so we'll see where that comes from but as far as and what do you think working, that what do you think that is sorry to interrupt we'll, we'll jump back into your your process yeah. but i'm just curious what do you think that's because like more people are home and consuming content or you think that you know the the low number is letting people actually get through all of it and wanting to hear more and replaying it, or you think you're reaching more people right now? Just kind of what's your speculation based on whatever numbers you've seen? Well, I, I slowed down. I didn't put anything out. Um, I think, <clears throat> pardon me, I think halfway through last year was the last song I dropped. And then I started the, the talk of the Grand, the, uh, Grand Aris, uh album. And then I just kind of pulled away from it. Just, I don't know, I just felt like pulling away from it just to see what would happen. See if anybody's going to ask me, hey, you coming out with any new music? Hey, you still working on something? If nobody had brought up rap music to me at that point, it might have been a chance I'd never promoted my music to the outside world again. I just would have been, you know, continue to do it for myself. 
But I noticed when I stopped, the streams, I, I got more streams in a three-month period when I didn't put anything out and didn't even promote it. Like, yo, I got some music over there. I didn't say anything about it. And I was getting more streams. I gained more followers. People were still paying attention to the music. Outside, people are still talking to me about the music. There was no reason for me to stop unless something happened to my tongue or my throat box or my voice box or uh, I had some inability to where I couldn't still do it. There's no reason not to still do it. Well, I mean, I think I saw a post. You had said something. I don't know if you were being dramatic or it was April Fool's or whatever, but you were like, I think I'm done with music. I'm yeah, not really going to be chasing down this rap shit no more. I got, yeah, I'm an old man Kobe. and shit. Yeah. That, was, that was when Kobe died. So that's, that's a different conversation. Last year, I just wanted to see if there was a reason to keep on rapping because there's a thousand rapping ass niggas and nobody needs me to rap. There's, there's, just like there's a thousand people rapping right now at this moment, there's a thousand other things that I can be doing. So this is things I choose to do. I fell back just to see if it was, uh, if it was, if, if, if other people liked it. Other people liked it as much as I did. So when I noticed they did, I decided, yeah, let me keep on doing what I'm gonna do. When Kobe died, that just touched me in this whole different place, man. As far as my relationship with my children, the amount of time I've spent on myself over the past few years versus how much I've invested into their futures, it was a whirlwind of things, man. And it just, my perspective was blown. Just, I don't know. It, it was just, everything looked different to me. And then around the same time, my oldest, well, my oldest daughter and my youngest son both said they were ready to kind of start pursuing music too. So I said, well, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm, I'm old. It doesn't really matter what I do, but you're young. Let's go ahead and get it for you guys. I hope you guys do it. Then the asses don't even want to do shit. They still be teenagers <laughs> and run around and do all the teenage shit. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm over here having midlife crisis where I'm changing you know what I'm saying? So of course, that, that, of course. And you know what's crazy too, man, is uh, that when I saw their attitude towards the energy that I had decided to shift in their direction and, and I saw the trajectory change, it absolved me of so much. Like I, I had been thinking I was neglecting them because I haven't been asking if they want to go to the studio. Do you need some beats? But when they both were kind of, you know, sort of flippant, sort of cavalier with it, like, nah, dad, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. I'll let you know when I write or, you know, I, I, I haven't been working on anything. I said, oh, cool well then i shouldn't feel bad yeah it gave I'm you like back. permission to do your own yeah. thing yeah and, and also i think me. that's just a common uh, like it's it's kind of a common tale like when you hand people shit and you kind of give them the opportunities and it's like accessible people often don't take advantage of it you know what i mean yeah. like they won't yeah. they don't see the value in it or they think it's always going to be there you know whereas and you know how teenagers are of course. I mean, they got, they're, they're like, they're becoming their own oh, people, right? They're, they're, they're developing yeah. friend groups and they're learning about themselves and how they fit in society and the, the pecking order and yeah. all kinds of shit. Right. So, I mean, so music I, I would have fucking elevated them though, you know, and that, they, you know, you do music. <laughs> yeah. I, but I said, you know, it's cool. Whenever you guys are ready, you know, me and my daughter got a song together. Me and my son was working on some stuff. So Whenever they're ready. But it, it, when, when Kobe died, he died helping his daughter or he died assisting his daughter on her journey. So I felt like I had to get out here and assist my kids on my, on theirs and put mine on pause. And it was dramatic because I was really upset about Kobe passing. Once all that cl all the clouds cleared and they gave me permission and it was OK because they got better shit to do. Shit. Here we are. I hope I don't get like crucified for this on social media, but like I'm not really a big sports guy. So the Kobe thing didn't hit me as hard. <laughs> And I didn't even correlate that that post and you saying that stuff was like connected to the Kobe Bryant thing. You know what I mean? So I kind of missed yeah. that whole because I, 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 uh, people around me were really affected, you know, either they played ball or they grew up playing ball or, you know, they had looked to Kobe as a role model, inspiration, whatever. Right. But I didn't you know, I was doing more music like my role models and the things I was interested in. Like when musicians die, I'm always like way sadder, you know, so. It is. I didn't. I didn't correlate that, and I didn't really like. You know, so I didn't even realize yeah. that it hit you like that. You know, so that's. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that was. That was that was somebody that I admired, and I. I, I he spent more. Kobe Bryant spent more time in my living room than most of my uh, most of my relatives. Because <laughs> you're always watching him. He's always on the TV. Oh, yes, yes. So Kobe Bryant has been a staple in my life. That's just been a, a part, a fixture of what's going on. I got Kobe Bryant pictures. I got I got T-shirts. Just that was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was somebody important to me. I feel you. Not necessarily because he played on the Lakers or because he was an athlete, but because I tied into him with, you know, whatever I tied into him with, which is why it really upset me that he was like with his daughter. 
you know, like doing what he's supposed to do. Like, come on, baby, I got you. Let's go. And I know that feeling like, yeah, fuck my shit. Come on, baby, I got you. Let's go. And to be in the midst of that and have something so tragic, like everything end in the middle of that, <laughs> that, that sucks ass. <laughs> that sucks ass. Yeah, I mean, you, think, you, okay. you would think it's the people who are fucking up who get the shit hands dealt to them, but that's not usually how the world works, huh? Well, I wouldn't say he got dealt a shit hand. It was just time, time for whatever to happen to happen. But in the meantime, let me make sure I got my ducks in a row and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I don't know where my shit's going to happen. So before we got off on that tangent, you were talking about the process in this current time and the quarantine and how you've been like being creative and writing and recording and all that. So if you want to jump back into that, um, I'm really yeah, interested to find I, out. I get in where I, could, where I fit in, man. It's, like uh, I got a 17 year old son and a six year old daughter and it's me and my wife. There's never a moment when somebody's awake in the house. So before jobs and schools mitigated schedules, I could dismiss people to go to sleep and I'd have time to sit in the living room and create. Now that's not the case. <laughs> on, top of, on, on top of the fact that I'm teacher daddy now. So my daughter is my daughter and I'm her best friend and her teacher. So she's constantly a satellite around me. So I, I really honestly, man, um, working on uh, Antonio Granderas, dude, I was walking through the house, um, pacing between people and shit on the floor, just finishing it up. You know, any, any songs I've been working on since then, I just walked through the house middle of the day with my earphones on. If you guys need something, tap me, get in where I can fit in. That's, so that's, you're kind that's of on that pacing, on that pacing type deal? Yeah, yeah. I put on my headphones, and man, and keep on doing what I'm were doing. Were you tracking or what? Were you recording at? At the house, my little, my little setup. Dope. So at least you're 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 self sustained like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be if you're trying to get out here and and at least create momentum to where people want to see what you can do. You have to be able to do it at your own pace and at your own you know of your own volition and freedom. Well, That's I know really like this this uh, the whole lockdown, the quarantine, kind of like that. A lot of artists that they opened their eyes up to that. You know, like a lot of the studios got closed or weren't allowed to yeah. be open where they weren't considered essential, and so people had yeah. to build home setups and try to like you know and i feel like and this is not i don't mean to say this in a bad way it's just like it's just it is what it is right there's like a I feel like the quality and the expectations that people expect right now because of the extreme situation we're living in is kind of lowered you know like people are more open for whatever because they understand that it's crazy right now you know what i mean so i feel like people are going to be able to get away with putting out like um, bedroom mixtapes or restroom mixtape, closet mixtapes. You know what I mean? And like they, no one's gonna, they, no one's gonna they, they trip. They've been doing it. They've been doing it. This isn't nothing new. They've been doing I, it. I mean, what's happening? But what's I feel like the, right the now, folks who who were who had studios and places to go to, they're gonna kind of realize. You know, they're gonna kind of have to learn to do it on their own. You know. What that boom? There it is. You just said it. What's happening right now is that the big dogs and the people that thought that they were on top are realizing that even if you have to bring it down a couple of notches, you can still get to your destination. It doesn't have to. The, the tree doesn't have to be lined with all the. With, uh, the street doesn't have to be lined with glittery trees the whole way. You can go down this back road. May have a couple of more bumps. You might. You might even get there a little bit quicker and learn some shit that you didn't know before. Like um, the all the all the all the, the the streaming battles and all the stuff going on on IG Live. And now you got the guys doing the playlist and all these things that that the people at the bottom, the underground lower cats, been doing this stuff. It's, it's nothing new for somebody to record some good music out their bedroom or in their closet. You not know, only that, you're just, realizing that the, just the difference in technology, right? Like a lot of see, the, that's the that's more independent also. folks are able, they're more flexible, agile. They can kind of like, they, or they had already been doing stuff from live because they had no other place. And now the quality of their streams and their sounds are better, you know? like Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the technology is out there. You can record quality music from your house with your own setup. All you have to do is put in the time, the effort, and the energy to do it, just like anything else. I, I truly believe that. I know people who record this and it's good sounding material. No, yeah, and Plus I mean, it, all, it all depends on what you're looking for too. You know, no, some music the, sounds good without that edge. Right, right. Like a like more like a grimy lo-fi, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like that, the emo oh, hardcore yeah. kind of influence rap that's been coming out is way more crunchy. Like a lot of the newer stuff's crunchy. Um, Absolutely, and that's coming. That's coming out. Of, that's coming out of a lot of bedrooms. Now, also the 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 gear is better and more accessible, not as expensive, you know. Like it's you can get a decent yes. sounding mic for a good price, you know. You can get a chaotic yeah. eyeball and be able to record in a corner, and you'll come out pretty dope, you know. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. So it's it's yeah. it's kind of changing the whole landscape, you know. So what else have you yeah, been doing different. to stay active in this landscape? Like, have you done any live concerts? Are you you're still doing the podcast? Um, yeah, I just you know what I just started the podcast back up yesterday, uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. I finally brought it back. Aside from that, I've honestly since this whole thing has started, it's been such a dramatic, dynamic shift of a family life that I just kind of run around behind my daughter. Like if I'm not at work, I run around behind her. Because it's, it's, it's really important that I facilitate me. It's really important that I facilitate her mental health right now. Because these kids, just it's certain places that they haven't even got to yet. And this is such a pause, such a time out for them. I'm watching the kids. I'm watching her today on, um, she was uh, do, having class on Zoom, you know, and all her friends or whatever. And they're all talking. And some of them are just kind of sitting there like they're not even, you know, their social skills are deteriorating. You know, and I'm sure it's a lot of children like that. Aside from the fact that they can't get meals. Aside from the fact that their educations have been completely uprooted, which isn't anybody's fault per se, but it's, 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 it's a terrible stagnation on them mentally and emotionally. So I kind of, she, she, it's a lot of ass kissing and catering going on for her right now. At, <laughs> she's at getting least, away with a lot of shit. Oh, she's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. She gets away. I'll get, I'll get into an argument with her mom about some shit before she gets in trouble right now because I need to make sure she's okay. Yeah, because right now, you can't be, I'm, I'm the rules are not the normal rules right now. The, nope. the rules are nope. all changed. You got to throw out the rule nope. book. Like, you know, kids are going to be kids. They're going to be wild. They're locked up. They're, they're, they're yep. cooped up. They have no stimulus. Like, they're going to be doing things like... It's not a normal time, and you gotta be you gotta nah. be okay with that, you know. She she flipped over the couch at six fifty five a little while ago. She flipped over the couch. I looked in the living room. I was like, "All right, put your shoes on, get your scooter, let's go." Took her outside and ran her up and down the street. Just a few got times. the energy out, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. If she hadn't went to school today, I'd have started fussing. What the hell are you flipping over the couch for? You're not a monkey or a gymnast. <laughs> right, because you're like you got that energy out at school. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's different. So that's that's really what I do, man. I try to just make sure that she's okay. My oldest son too. I mean, my my her her brother, my 17 year old son too. But teenagers are different. They they seem to be more closed off in these times. So I make sure he's okay. Well, they were closed okay, off before it felt like, right? It's yeah, almost it's, like they were already kind of used to this not no, really different. hanging out it's world. Different. You know, no, it's different because it's different because they can't leave. So children. This is this is where they go. They go to school. They go to grannies. They go to the babysitter, and then they come home to be with mommy and daddy and their toys and food. Teenagers, this is where they sleep. This is where they keep their clothes. This is where they have access to all their goods and resources. Outside of here is where their lives are. So once they're in the house and they can't go being in the house because they want to play video games or because they're in trouble, that's different. They can't go anywhere, and I'm sure it's very depressing for them. Very depressing for them, and I can just see in my son the way it affects other teenagers. So, but it's harder to reach them because they don't want to talk. All they want to do is play video games and argue with each other. You know, my daughter will tell me she's sad because she can't see her friends. My son's not going to tell me that. So it's a balance. But that's 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 my activities right now, man. That's what I like dedicate my time to. I mean, I'm just glad that you're like capable of doing that. You know, I feel like, again, we're not tossing blame, but I just feel like they're my, they're, I assume just from my experience, that there must have been a lot of parents who were not prepared to deal with something like this. You know, they didn't have yeah, no, the necessary skills or training, like new parents, young parents, single parents, like, you know, just yeah. the whole different school was like daycare, you know, it was a Dude, big school thing. was everything. School was daycare. School is your cafeteria. School is where you send your kids, man. It's like, all right, you pick them up, bring them home, dust them off. You know, clean them up, put some food in them, and you send them back there because that's just the facilitation of the world, of society. So I do agree with you. It's like they were, there was a, a report on the news talking about the um, the rise in domestic violence cases and, uh, you know, just, just, just problems that are going on in people's homes because of the lack of certain abilities that parents don't have. They don't know how to relax. Dude, this is the – I got a lot of patience, but this type <laughs> this shit has been working my fucking patience to the to, to even beyond where it even was before. Like my daughter do some shit, I just be like, yo, chill out. Yo, I don't even I don't even get to those points because you can't. And I can't imagine someone not going through the life circumstances that I did where God was like, sit your ass down and shut your ass up until it's time for you to talk. Other people think, oh, I can do what I want. No, you can't. And they're probably going insane. L- literal cabin fever. Yeah, they like are. The teena- like oh, the teenagers. Yeah, stir crazy, right? That's yeah, k- k- yeah. cagey, right? Like to be caged yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's I'm 
I trip out. Like I, this is the kind of conversations I, I, I have with my circle and text messages of the people that I've chosen to like self quarantine with is like how the world is going to be way different after, you know, like yeah. restaurants, live music, uh, kids growing up in this time. Right. A lot of the formidable yeah, years that like you were the- talking about, like, ger- like they might grow up to be germaphobes or have like weird antisocial things. Cause yes. they, they, yes. They were grown. They like there was a part in their development where they had to wash their hands and had to wear masks yeah. and couldn't touch yeah. people. So like some people yeah. are gonna be fucked up for like yeah. a while. Yeah, right? no choice, no choice. I I try to make it a point not to leave the TV on any coronavirus channels. Now, if I want to watch it, I'll turn it on on my phone on the Spectrum app, or I'll come into the bedroom and close the door just because I may feel like I need to be informed for the day. But as far as that shit being um, ambient noise in the house where it's drilling into our heads that we can't touch and we got to wash and all this other shit. Nah, man. Miss me with all that. And today, did you see the report about the vaccine? Uh, that they, they found something. I think if the one you might be referring to is like it cuts it down. The recovery no. time from 15 to 11 days. I read that no, one. There's, no, there's, um, there's an actual vaccine that they're saying may be ready by fall. I, I was watching the news before me and you clicked on. Not down. So check, Not down. Check out, <laughs> check, out, check, out, check out the news tonight. Check out, check out the news tonight. I'm a pass on that tonight. vaccine, bro, for at least, at least, well, a, at least, a, at least a cycle. You know, I'm going to let, I'm going to let all the hardcore folks or the folks who are really, you know, desperate to be protected. I can can dig it. It makes, it makes, that makes total sense to me. I mean, there's folks who need it, right? I think I'm in that age group that like, whatever, we might be randomly getting strokes and dying or be perfectly fine. It's a crazy virus, right? But I'm not down for that first round of vaccines. I don't know. It's too quick. I can dig it. I can dig it. But, but my point is, is that once they crank out the vaccine, we'll be able to re- re- return return back to normal more than we think. Back to normal more than we think. Yeah, as like far quicker as and bigger. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You're talking about, you know, they're, 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 they're painting so many dystopian pictures. Like, we won't be able to be around each other. And then, you know what really fucked me up, man, is the commercials. Like, how fast they change commercials to, well, we might not be able to touch each other, but we can spit at you from afar. Like, hold up. Like, why are you just... <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a McDonald's commercial. There's a McDonald's commercial where the dude is... He's like, um, like back in the days, we used to play outside or, you know, something like that. Well, today, we, we're staying in here or something like that. And it was such a sad-ass line. <laughs> like, he's making us so happy that we got to be stuck in the house. Fuck that, man. I got more belief in the universe and in the cosmos. We'll be, we'll, we'll be closer to normal than we thought we were. What's not going to return to normal is people's jobs and the economy and things like that. And I got a lot of conspiracy theories attached to that, but I don't necessarily believe them. They just make a lot of sense to me. Right. So two things. Uh, as far as the marketing goes, I mean, like, this is the best time for some of those big corporations because a lot of the smaller Absolutely. guys are going to get, you know, they're going to they're going to go out of business, they're go gone. bankrupt. They're yeah. They they wiped they, they they literally took a spatula. Well, not they because it's not I don't know, but yeah, like, I mean it depends if you depending on what conspiracy theory or what yeah. what model what model you're working <laughs> in was it they, they took a fucking spatula the, the the fucking big let's, I, I, the big dogs took a spatula. Just say it, bro. Just say it. We Look, the, we'll, the big dogs we'll, took we'll, a spatula. We'll put a disclaimer. And, and just, we don't believe and just, this. And just, it's just and just wiped off all the, all, all the little all the little guys. Literally, just wiped all them off, and then threw them a few dollars and said, "Here, if you're strong enough to make it back with these little monies that we're giving you, then cool. We'll see when you come back until we get the next opportunity to knock you all off." But they knocked off pieces. Then you have smaller companies who probably wanted to lay off employees. Now they had a reason to lay off the employees. That kind of those, those type of cycles, like how do you even fix that? You can you can give people a vaccine to not be sick to go back out into the world, but like how do you how do you create how do you create new jobs? <clears throat> That's what I don't think it will ever like. I don't I don't know. So That's, I think the the there's a again right. You got to choose to look at the positive of the reality. That's all we could do, right? So I feel like. Every time something, every time there's a disruption that forces innovation and change, you know? And we as a species are fucking innovative as shit, you know? Like, that's how we've survived 200, whatever the fuck, thousand million years it's been or whatever. I don't even know. I'm pretty pretty stoned. But we're innovative. (laughs) And... Uh, we're innovative and I feel like I've already seen a lot of people who've been able to shift their whole lifestyle. They're, they're making candles They're you know, that it's almost like they're doing 
either what they deep and down always wanted to do or, you know, something that they were able to quickly, you know, get good at in order to start selling stuff and, and you know, creating a new economy online based on yeah, what like you're able to do. Man. Well, I think the Renaissance right happened after the bubonic plague. I think I heard that. It was like there's some kind of causation correlation debate about that, right? As people were inside and hustle, like the hustle and bustle kind of slowed down and, you know, you had yeah, time to like changed. read and learn and you had to figure out how to keep yourself All the occupied. art boom got of there and all of that stuff. Yeah, man, it was a great time after all of that terrible, terrible shit. And I also feel like, I almost feel like as quick as, as quick as it was able to kind of break down and we kind of were shocked by it, I feel like we're going to be equally shocked by if we're able to get to a point where things open up and and they're you know like there's some semblance of quote-unquote normal I feel like people have short-term memory you know what I mean like they're gonna they're gonna jump back into it and they're gonna they're you know it's gonna boom I think faster than we think it's gonna be and that's just my positive outlook on it is like as as much as quick as we saw it fall apart like the pendulum has to be able to swing the other way you know like yeah that's I'm I'm the same way I'm the same way I'll, I'll say that is a positive outlook but also I, I, I got four decades on this fucking planet. For the most part, shit is usually not as bad as it seems. Extreme situations, yeah, absolutely. You got a you got a guy with a gun to your face. Uh, you know that's an extreme situation. That's, yeah, that's it's probably that. It's probably bad as it seems. <laughs> that's as bad as it seems. But when you have situations when it deals with so many different people, so many different aspects, so much information, so much um, reliance on other people to conform or communicate that's a lot of room for mumbo jumbo and bullshit there so you just kind of play it by ear for whatever it's going to be and a lot of times <clears throat> a lot of times i think we, we just human nature we make it way bigger we over inflate you know prepare for the worst and, and hope for the best and a lot of times we might not get to the best but we damn sure don't get to the worst that's that and i think this is the same situation so uh I'm interested in hearing some of these conspiracy theories, bro. As long as they're not like 5G and... No, nah, just nothing, nothing. I don't even have anything specific. It's just that I'm a real open-minded dude. I, I, I grew up in a Baptist church. I went to Catholic church. I used to study with Jehovah's Witnesses. I live in a crypt neighborhood. I live in a blood neighborhood. I just, I, I, I've been around. I've seen a lot of different aspects and a lot of different things. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot of truth to a lot of things. Just, just, just because we don't know. Have you, uh, what's the name of that movie? Have you seen Out of Shadows on YouTube? I have not seen Out of Shadows on YouTube, but I've been making a list of stuff that people have been recommending. So Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows, yeah. It's a movie about Hollywood. It's a, it's a, it's a Hollywood conspiracy theory movie. And I've seen a bunch of conspiracy theory movies or whatever, but some of that stuff in there was just very telling. And, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's just, well, I won't even spoil it, but there's a story that in the, in the documentary, it's a documentary, Eddie Murphy tells a story about a famous musician. He's telling Jerry Seinfeld. Had I seen Eddie Murphy telling the same story without watching it in context in that, that documentary, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But when they're explaining certain things in the documentary and then I see that clip, it kind of, there's a lot of mind-blowing shit in like there. Like they set it up for you so that, that it actually yes, has more meaning than, yes. than when you, yes. if you would have heard it. Oh, that's a cool story, but Absolutely. then you hear it. Absolutely. Different. They tell you stuff. They give you the context. They set you up. And then um, I can't even think of the guy's name. They set you up with it. He talks about it for a minute. And then, boom, he drops the evidence. He's talk, he talks about a lady um, and her connection with the underworld. She's a witch or a vampire publicly. Out, out loud, people know that this woman worships the devil, worships Satan, all of that shit. And he's talking about what she does, who she is. She throws these parties in Hollywood where the bodies, are, I mean, the cakes, the foods are, are made up to look like human bodies. So people come to these parties, the celebrations, it's like whatever, like granny parties and shit like that. But the, 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 the catering, the food is like fucking human bodies. <clears throat> so the host... Is telling us about the human body cakes and the human body foods. He's showing pictures of the human body foods with people cutting into them, biting them into them. And then there's pictures of famous celebrities or people that we know with the same lady. She has a picture with Jay-Z. Illuminati. <laughs> one, one of the one of the and you know what? And you know, I, I I edit videos and do little stuff like that. So I just noticed stuff. But when they were telling this, when they were showing the celebrities with connections to her, it was like they held off to show Jay-Z at the end, like. Boom, look, even got your man. That was like the, the mic drop, like, bam, yeah. even got hove. Yeah. 
Yeah, for real. So that whole shit is that's just it's a lot of conspiracy in there. It shows symbols and uh logos and things that that we should be aware of, but we're not because we get programmed. They talk about this thing called Operation Paperclip. Operation oh, yeah. Paperclip. I know about paperclip. Man. Yeah. I didn't know about paperclip. I knew about paperclip just from random stuff and hearing it in movies like a lot of other stuff. But, you know, that's how they program us and we glance over it and, you know, walk past it because, like, oh, that's just Operation Paperclip. I dug a little bit deeper because of that movie and I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that was like wartime shit, though, you know? Like, you, you liked you, you. You pray that we're not the like the people or not those same people, but you know, it's, it's like there's no evidence for that. You know, you just hope that people have gotten like more advanced and more civil and have more foresight and you know more forethought. And it's not it's not always there. You know, people people well, tend to let you down. You know, absolutely, bro. I All right, about that a lot. So how many? So three tracks on this project, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, you said it. You've been. Working on it, the concept started like a year ago. Is that is that what you said? Yeah, it was it was a whole different album a year ago. As I had different tracks, I had a whole different thing in mind. Then I just kind of put it to the side just to see what, what was going to happen. And then I then I came across I came across some different tracks and got a whole different energy and recorded these songs and that became. And then you just put the name, the same name, carried over to like the same new. Name. That so cover started floating around last year. Is that something common for you? Because I mean, personally. I always try to be like super extra and like have like meanings and acronyms and have the name like connect to song titles and themes and shit. Are you more like, oh, that's a dope name and we'll, you know, we could just put any kind of fire tracks under this dope name or is there some kind of thought connection about stuff like that? How does it work? It, it all depends. I write a song, find a phrase and that phrase becomes a title. That those titles put together, that's no real correlation to the to the uh, to the actual. There's no there's no correlation between the title of the album and the songs. Those songs are just the names of the songs. There's always a correlation to the cover art and the album cover. I mean the 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 title and the cover art. So you go back and look at all of them. Headshot is a headshot, and that was a double entendre because it was like I was saying a headshot, like I'm shooting at the rapper's yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was also a literal headshot of yourself, right? A, yeah. yeah. It was a headshot, professional headshot. You got. P- p- Potholes and palm trees. You look at the picture as a pothole as a palm tree. A uh, windows down is me on the moon, and you can't see the windows, but you see the smoke wafting. Then uh, Antonio Granderas. I took what is Antonio uh, Desperado? You know Antonio Banderas. Right, right, right. Yeah, I saw the. I got that connection with that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So those two things, there's a connection, but the songs themselves, nah, those are just the songs that go into the title. Okay. Okay. I I, I notice. I notice you like to get busy with your acronyms and your themes and all that stuff. That's dope. I yeah. Well, I mean, I come from like a rock concept album background. You know, like my favorite band is Coheed and Cambria, and their, you know, their all of their songs actually relate to a whole comic book universe and the lyrics, and it's like one giant. It's like. It's bigger than, you know, just the music. And I, I, I guess, I, and then like, you know, Pink Floyd, The Wall, or, you know, just all these. And then even when you think of rap albums, like some of my favorite ones, you know, like To Pimp a Butterfly or, um, fuck, I'm blanking right now, like uh, uh, Forest Hills, you know, like they were kind of like these concept stories, everything connected to the other, the titles had to do, you know, so that's kind of... That shit, I, I like that shit, you know? Like, I, I, I trip out on that. It makes me smile and giggle, and I feel, like, super dope when I'm able to, like, put stuff together like that. And so I always, I tend to, like, project that and always wonder if someone else is doing that same thing, and so I always tend to look deeper. But it's nice Absolutely. to know that sometimes, you know, it's like, it is what it is, you know? And there's not, yeah, it's you just... Know, you know, you know, you know I'm a simple man. You know, I'm a simple man. It's not a whole lot of layers here. Hey man, still waters run deep, homie. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, they do, bro. So, what's next for Tony Grands? I mean, obviously, you've been on this like virtual interview tour, and <laughs> yeah. um, I'm guessing you're planning, you know, to promote. I mean, it's doing so well, right? So, you're planning to like push the record and promote it. And so, what are what are your next steps? What are you thinking about doing? Any cool ideas? Anything you yeah, well, don't you can share? I don't know if you have some secret stuff you're saving for the gram or whatever, but anything you can share, man, it'd be dope. Yeah, no, well, no, me and my dude Dave, who um, 
the guy who directed I met the video. Dave, yeah, yeah. For, uh, oh yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, you know, I had that. I, you know, I, I was in the video, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got. You know what I'm saying? We was, yeah, we look, we was rolling tough. We yeah. we had a good time too. We about to get back there. We taking it back there. But um, so Dave hit me up and he has he had an idea. So we got a little package thing that we're gonna do. You know, we, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an addition to the little EP or whatever because it's only three songs. So it's like we could sort of have a lot of fun with that. And uh, I'm already working on some stuff or whatever, but I'm not in a hurry because I see that waiting makes people appreciate the fucking music. You know, I, I like in the beginning, dude, I felt like like like, you know, when you were like such a motivation, like, yo, come through, come fuck with me. I'm like, OK. And then everybody else like, yo, come fuck with me, too. So that, you know, led me into the crowd. So then I get into the crowd. I've been in the crowd and in the crowd, you have to you have to produce. You have to give it. You have to give it up. You have to keep going. You know, otherwise you just get run down or forgotten about immediately. So I'm, you know, I started running that race, man. My fucking my catalog is like I might have like 70 songs on there. That doesn't make any sense, you know, from a couple of years where I started. But I had to go, 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 go. And then that was it's good that I did because when people go back and look, they're like, oh shit, you know, this nigga got some music. He got some songs here. Yeah, it's There's like you were trying to stay relevant. You're trying to stay yeah. relevant. And then Absolutely. it was like for all the wrong reasons, kind of. But at the well, end of the not, day, not you all, still not got all the wrong. Not not all the wrong reasons. I'm playing the game like everybody else. So even if I went to the schoolyard and I learned how to dribble a specific way, if I want to go to the league and play in the league by the league rules, I have to learn how to dribble like everybody else until I'm able to do something other than that. So I dribble like everybody else until I just kind of stop dribbling to see if anybody would still throw the ball to me. And they still did. That's what I'm saying. And they still did. So at that point, then I don't have to keep running up fast and trying to keep up with everybody else. Because even if it's eight or nine people that's listening to my music, that's my eight or nine people that's listening to my music. And whenever I drop something, that eight or nine people will be there ready for it. <clears throat> now, I mean, that's honestly, that's, that's um, I feel like that way of doing it is probably way better for your mental health. It's like a probably way better mindset to have for like longevity, you know, especially because like I haven't had any breakdowns in months. I haven't had any breakdowns probably and maybe a year, dude, like just the like and we all go through it, man. Just the random depression hits. It'll shut your dude. I haven't had any episodes like that in at least about a year from when I stopped racing myself, when I stopped fucking racing myself. No. Yeah. And I felt like. Last year, I really ramped it up, you know, and I was I was having those like every couple of weeks, you know, and I was like going, I would have to take a couple of days off every couple of weeks just to like recover. And then yeah. uh, it was about to pay off, though, you know, this year was going to be huge, bro. Like we had a lot of things in the works for 2020 that just kind of went out the fucking window. So it almost was like doubly impactful that I had been like sacrificing myself for all this shit and then it all falls apart you know and that shit that shit fucked me up I was fucked up for like a good month and a half bro where I just couldn't couldn't do anything I didn't even see there was like no you know I like to think I always have a path I always like I think I have a path or or some kind of strategy or there's a move there's always a move right or I feel like I could always see something even if it's even if it's, you know, something I just put together, like, last minute and we're just trying to make it work. But at that point, I just couldn't, I didn't see shit, you know? And, yeah, well, uh, I'm, glad, well I'm, glad, I'm glad you got back up, brother. Well, I have a good team, man. I've been trying to say that. Like, it's, I've been lucky that, like, you know, Face and Barlos, the Mup Clan were really around to, you know, because it was accountability, you know? I, I, we always talk about this. I feel like had I been still on that solo train and I had nobody to answer to, like, nobody checking on me to ask me to be productive or expecting stuff from me or you know like it would have been really easy to just kind of like hang the cape up you know but oh it happens they, to a lot of people the, they keep putting the sneaky signal out and so sneaky got to answer the call you know so yeah that's what's up hey well i'm glad that we were able to fucking reconnect man like i yeah, haven't seen sure. you in a long time and you know things going the way they are i'm not sure when i'm actually gonna physically fucking chill with you again or how close we're gonna be able to be so i'm glad you were you know able to clear some time up for me and come on and make this of course bro of course man we family you already know i always trip out how we met man like you know i know we covered in in the last episode but just so people know like uh we know we met online through like some random it almost felt like a t like a tv show or a movie right because it's like some random 
blog message board thing that's not <laughs> popping that I see. I don't even know how I got access to it or who, you yeah, know, like there's, know. there's no promotion for shit. it. Like I just nope. get an email. Like I never see anybody else I know. That's crazy. On there. Was, that, that was a random, that was a random ass shit too. You're absolutely correct. Cause I kind of was just like, uh, this looks like a good place to put it. Right. I, I don't even know. I was getting those those emails in that, that time. I was like, well, I guess they're emailing me. I don't know what this is. I might as well upload my shit, you know? And then I went yeah. searching. I was looking for people, you know, new acts to bring to <laughs> Southeast. And, you know, your track was there. And shit, now, you know, just develop. You helped me through my, my hard time. And I kind of brought you back to music. And now, you yeah. know, here we yeah. are Real fucking talk. getting Real through talk. the corona shit. So it's just... yeah. It's a blessing, you know. Um, I think you had, uh, me at, you had me at my first show coming back. Don't right. don't leave out that part. You know what I'm saying? When I came back, a, a, a was it a, a born again virgin? A born again to, to, virgin. To the microphone. You know, looking around at everybody like, uh, do I stand over there? What do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you've been a part of this journey, man. And and um, I was on Minx Radio uh, Friday or something like that. Anyway, she released the the episode Sunday. If you get a chance to just look around on my social media or maybe Google it or whatever. But in the beginning, there's a montage of all my stuff that's going on. And so the, the scene in drama, drama at home, when he when when Dave pans the the stand where the TV and the stickers were, it says right there, brightest day, sneaky. Yeah. Right across, right across that's right. <laughs> right across the fucking TV screen. I said, that's what's up. He deserves that shout out. Amen. He deserves that shout out. Uh, I, I'm glad that you think I deserve it. I'm glad I was able to be part of it. It's dope that, you know, like this is going to, this is one of the things that I'm hoping this is like one of the, the positive things that like I'm able to reconnect with folks and, yeah. and keep these conversations going. Cause like you said, I, you know, we were busy, like we're not seeing each other. You were taking a break. I was doing this. I bet there's a lot of rappers, artists, musicians, people who I would book for shows or I would see at shows who, because we're not doing stuff together, but we're still busy. Like, we don't get to spend time, so I'm hoping we can, like, you know, use this as a way to just reconnect, put some stuff out, talk to folks. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going. It's going to keep going. The momentum just changed up a little bit. The trajectory might have shortened, but, nah, man, it's, everything's going to keep on moving the way it's been moving. Nah, can, it's cool can, now because, like, through all this... I can make a game, pinky swear to you. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Pinky, pinky swear. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be all straight. I guarantee you. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to the future, man, because even if everything... Not if, when everything opens up and we start getting back to the shows. I mean, dive bars and the small stuff that we were doing is probably going to be the first stuff to recover, you know, especially if all the big stuff's not cracking. Like, and uh, with all this new technology, like, I'll be able to live stream shows for folks and, like, we'll be able to do, like, all this cool shit that we had to learn while we were on lockdown, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, that's that's that renaissance booming out. It's gonna be a completely different set of skills, new entertainers, all of that stuff. People are getting better at their craft, you know, if they're really serious about it. Like, you know, DJs are upping up their home studios, and they're, you know, they're having people are having to get way more solid with the cuts because now when you're live, it's on record, you're recording, you know, people are hearing all the fuck up. So I know people are upping up their game, man. That's something that I'm really looking forward to. No choice. No choice. All right. Well, you have anything else you want to shout out? We're uh, we're well, about to hit an hour right here, so I figure it's a good. Yeah. We, we covered a lot of stuff. So if you want to just shout the project, any social media, and whatever yeah. else you got coming up, well, do your I'm, thing. I'm a, I'm a shout. I'm a shout out everybody. I'm not good with names, so I'm not gonna say any names because that sucks when I forget people. But uh, y'all check out that Antonio Granderas. Um, I, the easiest way to find him, man, is TonyGrantsHQ.com. It's right there. You can stream it, buy it, whatever. You could even Google it. Uh, my podcast is there also, the Tony Talks A Lot podcast. You can Google that. It's out there as well. Check that out. Uh, I got some stuff coming up in the future, but nothing I'm going to announce right now. You know, I, I see y'all cats and kittens online. You know how I do. Yeah. But Actually, uh, I, I do. I, I want to shout you out, though, bro. I appreciate you. You made time for me. You always make time for me. You looked out for me back then. You've been looking out for me, and I appreciate you. Like, you know, I had your back when you needed me. Got my back when, when, when I need you. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, man, we got to stick together. You know, as creatives, sure. like, there's really no one else looking out for us unless you, sure. you're part of some big conglomerate. So yeah. we're, we're all we got, you know. I actually yeah. wanted one more thing before we wrap up. If you got time. You got time still? Yeah. Uh, the podcast, because you had hit me up about producing it, and obviously you found a better way to streamline and everything. But, like, what... What was the idea behind that? I actually, I'm going to be honest, I have not heard any episodes, so my bad. <laughs> but I'm just curious, like, for... Producing it? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, you had hit me up to, like, to ask me about equipment and where you could record it. Remember, like, you had 
in the oh, before, be, I, before I started mine before you started yours but that that's oh, not yeah, really nah. the thing I'm more interested in like what topics you cover and like what was kind of like the inspiration to start that and like what's what's the show about so that folks listening who are getting introduced to you for the first time if they're interested in the podcast you know kind of give them a little oh, synopsis. Yeah, I just talk about yeah I just talk about real life man just kind of like coming over your uncle house and you talk about what's going on and you come through there and he's talking about he's talking about what's going on just visiting with uncle Tony that's it the the inspiration behind doing Tony Talks a lot was actually I've had podcasts back in the past before everybody else had a podcast. I had one called Fuck All That on Audio Mac, but podcasting wasn't really a thing. I didn't have any kind of uh, visibility to make mine a thing, so I just kind of let it dissipate, concentrated more on my website and writing and all the other stuff. But this this was just was always supposed to happen. Just I never found a way to do it until I found a way to do it. You know, I wasn't, my, my financial situation was messed up because of child support. I didn't have a car, so <clears throat> I wasn't in the, the I didn't have the, the ability to chase anybody's studio or run around and do it like that. So I figured out a way to make it happen, and I made it happen, Captain. No, I mean, that's one of the great things about living in this time is, like, even podcasting has become way more simple, easy, accessible to do. So, like, yeah, there's so many podcasts popping up. There's going to be so much music coming out, videos, interesting shit. And I'm, you know, I'm, as much as I mourn and feel sympathy and empathy for, like, people who this is probably one of the, one of the tragic tragedies of their life. Like, this is probably going to, like, you know, this is going to be something people look back on as probably one of the worst times. Like, I hope that, you know, in hindsight, when we look back, we can see that this was probably, like, something super necessary for the human race and the planet and politics and just perspective, a big shift in perspective about what's important and, you know, who, who, do, who do we believe, where do we get our information from, who's in, what, what does our medical system look like, you know, and so, I don't know, trying to, I'm over here in my ivory tower trying to make sense of it all, like, from a bird's eye view, and I just hope, you know, well, I have faith and I, I have belief that we're going to get out on top and that, you know, this is going to lead to some epic like age of prosperity and shit but that's just that's just me being an optimist you know absolutely brother all right man well thank you for being here everybody that tuned in live i'm sorry i'm not really monitoring monitoring the chat i'm just trying to catch anybody who you know needed something to watch like y'all are out y'all are home y'all are just you know anybody scrolling who had a couple minutes to tune in to two friends chat hope you enjoyed it um if you want to listen to the full thing i'm gonna upload it on the podcast it'll be everywhere for you know your consumption i'll send you the links tony and you can promote it to your kids and yeah man let's keep the energy high let's try to just keep spreading the vibrations and the love and fucking peace out to everybody yo i'm sending you everything in the world yes sir good looking out sneak hey take care of yourself and be careful brother Yes, sir. Sneaky out. All right. All right, for sure, y'all. Be, be good. Be safe. Everybody wash your hands. Stay away from each other. Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect. While I feast, the label's picking up the check. Then I leave to catch my scent. The audio.